and welcome to Someone Should Make This, a show where we do the hard part of coming up with great video game ideas and offer them up to the world. My name is Danish. I'm Jeff. And I'm Matt. How you guys doing this weekend? Yeah, I mean, my legs hurt. Mindy and I started a couch to 10K, and we are in week three, and having not run for about a decade. You're more couch than 10K at this point. Right. Cardiovascular? I'm okay with the training program because it does build up slowly, but my shins and calves, man, got just a lot of stretching to correct that shit. It's a trick. I, I found, I know a trick. This is a, this is a good trick. Play pistol whip on expert for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. For real. Get your legs in. And then you, you're nonstop squats. This kind of just the nonstop squat game. I mean, my quads, hammies, glutes, they're okay. All those you know? things. Yeah, but uh, it's it's the calves and the shins, man. Like I've, I haven't Play had shin splints on your this toes. bad. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should tiptoe through pistol whip. My legs don't even bend anymore because there's there's so much muscle. It's like I'm walking <laughs> on two monster truck tires. Yeah, like sideways. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So so <laughs> pistol whip. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my life's boring. I got nothing this week. Sorry, Danish, what's up with you? Um, okay, so, Matt, you have, uh, told me, uh, many times to watch Rambo Last Blood because it's, it's really bad. It is far and away the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. Okay, so, I Loved agree it. I that it's pretty bad, but I wanted to know why you feel it's, like, that much, it's... It's just a bad movie. It's it's a horrible movie. It's a horrible yeah, so, okay, movie. So, so what's the thing about it that pushed it over the edge from being bad to horrible? Because That's, I'll, I'll say that, one thing that it's boring, but it's short, and there are uh, some good kills in it. And that's about it. And it's like a forgettable movie, and I'm never going to think about it again. That's kind of the problem, because it's like... Usually a movie is bad, and then every once in a while something just, like, ludicrous happens, and you're like, Jesus, and it's, like, so crazy that at least you can laugh at it. But this was just, like, like straight down the middle garbage the whole way through. The only, the, the, the only like, it was, like, it was trying to be good and not trying to do anything unique. Like, there's a scene where Rambo fucking... Rambo. Rambo. Hey guys, we're talking about the the fictional character John Rambo yeah. gets caught because he's just standing on a rooftop staring at the bad guys. And they're like, <laughs> there he is. Like the camera pans over to another bad guy and he goes, there he is. That's Rambo. That's John Rambo down there from the other 15 movies. And then they go get him and they kick his ass. Like that's it's no, wait, Rambo. I, I think you're misremembering. He actually goes to them with no plan. Yeah, and they're all yeah. like ready. They're because yeah, yeah, yeah. they. <laughs> like, what was he thinking? I know the sense. whole movie. I'm like, what was he thinking? And then none of it amounts to any. Like, by the way, I don't care about spoiling this movie. Yeah, like, I don't either. So if if you're <laughs> if you've been waiting to watch Rambo, which one is this? Rambo Last, Last Blood. Blood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. Here it is. Um, the fuck the girl dies. That was horseshit. Uh, I didn't th- see that coming. I mean, that's something. Yeah, oh, but I not saw seeing coming. something coming doesn't make it good. Like, no, it doesn't. There's I so saw many things that you don't see coming that are horrible. Because um, the whole the whole movie is him like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. So I'm just gonna go yeah. and I'm gonna get her. So like you need like the whole time I'm like, okay, well he needs like a reason to snap, 
and that the only the only thing that they have set up is she's gonna die. So yeah, I was there. I, I yeah. got it. Um, the the things <laughs> the thing that actually upset me the most was the uh, end credit sequence where oh my it, god it, it goes through Rambo one all the way to all the Rambo movies and it like does this interpolated slow motion because it wasn't those movies weren't filmed in slow motion for the scenes they wanted to use. Some well, of it looked okay. Some of it looked really bad. And then it goes through all of them. And you're like, okay, well, this movie did not earn this at all. Because it's No, like, it's like some weird, like, legacy thing. Like, oh, yeah. like, this is this is where our hero, like, think of the journey that we've been on. Yeah. Like, like the after just, credits on uh, Avengers Endgame. Like that kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of. Thing. That's what they were going for. It's right. definitely what they were going for. But then one thing that I thought was funny, because it was just so pointless... Was that <laughs> that montage of Rambo movies includes this one? So yes, that you like the whole scenes from this one. You rewatch well, this movie I mean, in slow motion. That's one of the things that I always didn't like about the Mission Impossible openings is that they show you everything that happens in the movie, like condensed into thirty seconds, and then you get to watch that movie that you. Just yeah, watched. Mission Impossible gets away with it. They get a pass. They get I, an exception. I mean, I'm with Jeff. I don't like it either, but I think it is like some I put up like with weird it. established thing yeah. that they yeah. do. Um, so I just kind of like don't pay attention. This was like I was here. It's like I was here though. Like I was. Hey, I was here. I watched the movie okay. you're showing me. Again. And then, well, here's the thing. It it, it buys back a little bit uh, of cred because then it continues forward and it's like oh okay so this is all a big flashback and now the movie's actually continuing and you're seeing new stuff but then then nothing happens <laughs> he yeah. just walks off also your point that like it's slow motion interpolated in the old movies because they don't have it they didn't have like slow motion back then they well, do they... still interpolate this movie yes yes <laughs> exactly it's like okay well they didn't know that they were going to play him jumping off the cliff Whatever the old old scenes, but this one, this one, it's the same. They, they, they know what they're doing, and it's, it's awful. It's just it's bad filmmaking. It's like the, taking seven frames and being like, "This needs to last for thirty seconds." There's there's one where the horse is riding and like the yeah. ground is like morphing into its feet because it's, it's like amazing. so bad. That's oh man. So like, anyway, I don't I don't mind the like like strobe slow-mo when they have to do it you know like when they clearly yeah. weren't planning to do something slow-mo and it's just like a super low frame rate but you're talking about like digital interpolation between frames like morphing one into the other to make it look okay like from some google and deep mind some AI. of it yeah some of it is actually not bad um but some of it is just horrible like there's no consistency to it so the other thing to talk about with this thing is uh, I watched this with the new Amazon Twitch thing that they did. So uh, you probably have come across the Netflix watch party where people sync up Netflix and watch it together online. Yep. And um, that is a unofficial like hack. Like someone made that and people are using it. And I tried it once and it didn't work for me. So I was like, I didn't really care that much anyway. You just had to click the button. I know exactly what happened. Okay, you know how when you when you go to turn on a lamp and you, you twist the thing and it clicks and nothing happens and it's uh -huh. just like everybody knows you're supposed to click it twice? <laughs> yeah. You're literally just supposed to click the, the, the Netflix party button twice. It's okay, the same well, thing. It's the modern equivalent of lamps. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, it's also like I wasn't super keen on it because it's like, well, how secure is this and this and that, you know, like password, all that shit. Um, but the uh, Amazon Twitch one is official. So if you log in, if you uh, host a Twitch uh, stream and you have Amazon Prime, you can 
do a watch party and it's all built into the whole thing. It's really slick. And so that's how I watched it. And uh, it was pretty cool. So I recommend it. We should watch the, the, the only problem is you cannot watch things that you bought or rent. It has to be part of free Amazon Prime. Um, so Undisputed 3 was the first thing I looked up, obviously. That's not on Amazon Prime, but Ninja, Sh- Ninja Shadow of a Tear is on Amazon Ooh, Prime. Wait, is that the first one or the second one? I think it's the second one. Because the second one's the good one. I don't remember. Um, but the tra- I looked at the trailer, and it does seem to have like a lot of action in it. I remember one of them doesn't have much action, and one of them does. I don't know if that's true. Anyway... Uh, we should, we should set this, we should set something up. We should set up uh, an Atkins watch party. Uh, someone should make this presents, uh, Atkins watch party. Yeah. I'd be all into that. I'd finally yeah. get to see a Scott Atkins movie other than Dr. Strange. Well, I mean, nobody's been stopping you. Let's be no, that's, that. that's true. <laughs> you just haven't yeah. done it. And you know, this yeah. is, this is something, you know, what that I like about our dynamic is we all have slightly different media priorities. Movies are much lower on my list than you guys. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I certainly Maybe. watch way There's fewer no way to know. movies than y'all do. I don't. I just you also don't. play fewer games. Yeah, you play the one do, game longer. Where are movies on your priority list where you haven't watched one in over a year? What does that mean? Yeah, I'm talking about like we've been talking about Scott Atkins and the magic oh, yeah, that yeah. he brings to my life. Oh yeah, for yeah, like, yeah. For like a year now, and on air, just, on air, recorded. <laughs> I know. There's a record of it. We, I, yeah, I'm. I know. Jeff just won't do it. It's just it's just not a priority. Um, although we did watch Devs, we we watched all the way through that. That was phenomenal. I love Alex Garland. You guys been playing anything new? Interesting. I'm still playing Outer Wilds. I gotta um, get back to it because I, I, I want to. I don't know if like if I'm doing it wrong. I but I don't think there's a right way to play that game. But I feel like I. The, the the game is centered around like I guess I'm just gonna talk about Outer Wilds yeah. again this week. Yes. Um, the game is centered around this whole like rumor system where it's like, oh, I I heard that there's a thing on this planet, and you're like, okay, well that's a lead. I'm gonna go there, and you kind of try to follow that rumor as far as you can. And at a certain point, I'm just like either kind of overwhelmed by the space because you're on an entire planet, and there's like multiple like cities in this planet or whatever. Um, and I'm like, I can't explore all this. I gotta go do something else. Um, or I just hit a dead end and I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. So then I like kind of branch off and try to find a new rumor to follow. Yeah. And that's cool. Like I, I, I do usually always feel like I have another thread to latch on to, but I'm, I think I'm, I think all of my like rumors are starting to narrow in on a singular thing. So I'm at this weird point where I don't have a lot of like alternate paths to take. And a couple of my threads are, dead ended and um I think that's pretty much what happened to me. And that's why I kind of put it off for a little while. But I want to get back to it. And it's one of those games where it's it's very obvious like uh you go back to it after a couple of days and just you suddenly see something clear as day that you didn't before, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like if I play it again it, it'll I'll get much further. The rumor system's also fantastic because I I did take uh, I mean, I'm only playing on the weekend, so you know, five days between plays and I don't remember what I did. You can just like read back through everything and like really quickly jog your memory about because it it does the whole the way the rumor system works is it does the whole uh like like map and yarn like conspiracy theory board type thing where things are connected so you can really quickly be like 
oh, what was that thing? Oh, yeah, that was like the fish monster, and that connects over to that. Okay, yeah, and like really quickly, you're back on board. It's much faster really than fun. any other quest log in any other RPG, for Absolutely. example. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, quest logs are always a sore spot for me if I'm, you know, step away from a game for any amount of time. Like, I'm thinking about The Witcher 3, which I've stepped away from twice now. I'm still planning on going back to it, but it's it takes me a day to figure out what was happening and what I should be doing going back to that game. Well, last time you played, were the winds howling? It's <laughs> uh, important. Yeah, is it is it that it's always windy? Yeah, if he if he says winds are howling, that's that's <laughs> when you know that that's the a boss key is story coming. beat. Yeah, you got to go to the boss's house then. Yeah, uh, but speaking of going back, and to answer your question, Danish, I just finished uh, Monster Hunters, Monster Hunter World's DLC, and I think I'm gonna go back to Mirror's Edge Catalyst because I never gave that a fair shake. Have either guys played uh, that second one? Yeah, I own it. I really? f- Here's the thing is I was one of the very vocal people that like were demanding a Mirror's Edge sequel. Demanding. And we were out on the streets screaming. Yes, exactly. And then it came out and it got really middling reviews. But I thought, you know what? I, I can't be like one of those people. I have to just buy this because they made it. And yeah. so I bought it and I thought it was fine. It wasn't great. But it was fine. I think I bought it like a year and a half, two years ago, played the first, like the intro mission and then put it down. So I, I, I want to go back to it. I, I remember a bunch of us got the demo when the demo yeah. came out and the demo let you do the uh, like the open world free running thing where yeah. you could make your own like parkour courses. and Which is a great idea. Really mm-hmm. fun. And uh, it, it's, basically, it's interesting because it's just like you basically set point A and then you set point B and however you can get there, you get there. Um, and I remember I set up this one where I was trying, and I'm like, I haven't played since, and I'm sure this is how like every single one of those goes at this point from the people who are still playing. But like, I, I, for like hours, I was trying to get this jump right where I landed on this like razor thin platform and like skipped the entire course that I set up and did this Mm -hmm. like 30 second course in five seconds. And you guys were all trying to do it for the longest time. And (laughs) I think you all gave up and even I gave up because I couldn't do it more than once. I just got super lucky. Um, (laughs) And that was my question. But, like, that made me want to do that stuff. But I just, for some reason, couldn't get myself to care about the the main game. Yeah. Yeah, they did a, they did a few things that, uh, like, it's kind of a classic uh, next step for a game. Like, let's blow this thing open, you know, mm-hmm. make it open world. And sometimes it just isn't a great fit for a game. And I think, I'm not sure open world was a great fit for Mirror's Edge. I can see that. Uh, the yeah. The trying to use their resources as best as they could in the first one i think was a big part of why i like that game so much yeah yeah it's tight and i mean this goes with almost any game development scenario making it bigger and more open is usually you know exponentially harder to pull off and if you don't have i mean if if the starting seed isn't fit for an open world then it's just never gonna work i heard uh somebody told me a danish danish got a mini Oh shit! Somebody said, "Guys, got I got a mini." mini. <laughs> this is this is a new thing on the show where I give you guys a pitch that has no room for any kind of editions. This would be and, good, <laughs> and uh, is going to be a terrible discussion. This would be good for the kazoo song. Oh yeah, it's the mini. Uh, you you got that ready? I do, but I forgot how the song goes. That's Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what you're getting. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. All right, so my pitch, my mini this week uh, is not even a video game. It's like a card game. 
But I thought this would be actually pretty fun. I kind of want to try to make this because it's really simple. The basic idea is everyone has like a hand of cards that are descriptors of a movie, like uh, um, describing the main character, like a warrior or like the genre, a horror movie or action movie. And then just little details like seeks revenge or, you know, a, a post-apocalyptic, like all this sort of stuff. Here's the trick. So one player puts a card down, says like, you know, action movie. And then I put the card down saying, you know, assassin and someone else. And when you put a card down, you have to have in your mind a, a real movie that satisfies all those descriptors. I'm already there. Keep going. I want to see if I can do this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what did I say the first? Action movie, assassin. Yep. Let's say you put down um, like comedy. Because you have something in mind. I'm like, shit, that, that ruins my movie that I had in mind. And then I have to scramble to think of a new movie that's an action comedy with assassins. And I think I, I think of one. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I'll put down, you know, uh, Buddy Cop or something like that. I'm, I'm like, Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah, exa- exactly. And so it's like, okay, well, I can't think of anything else. So I'm, ex- I'm spent. And then you bust out, okay, I put my car down. It's Lethal Weapon 3. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, and then that's the game. So, like, it's who can build the longest chain of descriptors and still have a movie that they're trying to build toward, and the two teams or the two people are kind of, like, fighting control of, like, what movie they want to just try to describe, and it gets longer and more detailed as you yeah, go. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I, like, super like this, and I want to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, like, we should try so to make it. Because here's, the th- I th- here's how it would work, I think. Yeah. I think one person lays down their card, like you said, and it says yeah. action, and then everybody has, like, a sheet, and they write, a fucking movie like an action movie right and i think the goal is to like try to choose something that works like across like like if i start with lethal weapon 3 and then you write down assassin it's like yeah okay still lethal weapon 3 and yeah 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 like, buddy and you're like yes like, like the longer longer the street right you right, can right. Get. um yeah that's i mean that's 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 the mini that's the mini this that's week. a good mini yeah it's a good <laughs> mini i liked it yeah Matt, maybe you play it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I don't think that's a good playing out song. Yeah, but no, I think that's the perfect kazoo song just in general, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what do, you, what do you guys got this week? That, that went well. That was a good mini. Yeah, it was I, good. I, I like it. We don't it. know how to like get in and out of the mini. I think that's pretty apparent. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, the kazoo works perfectly fine. Yeah. I uh, in that. fact, it just it stopped me dead in my tracks when it started. <laughs> so I think that's, that's exactly Stop what the whole goddamn want. podcast. Great. Yeah. That's exactly what we're after. Jeff, you got something? <laughs> yeah, I got a little something. So uh, a mini is no. It's I think it's bigger than a mini. Off air, we've been talking a lot about fire this last week, and fire is very cool because to reference backdraft, it's almost like a living thing. And in my recollection, I'm I don't just think... so disappointed in you that you didn't remember the backdraft quote and like drop it on us right now. Oh shit! Should I? I'm gonna look that up. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, this is so much longer. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do it then. No, it's uh, to know that this flame will spread this way across the door and up across the ceiling, not because of the physics of flammable liquids, but because it wants to. Some guys on this job, the fire owns them, makes them fight it on its level, but the only way to truly kill it is to love it a little. Just like Ronald. I don't know who Ronald is. I don't remember. Wait, is that a real quote? That's crazy. That's from Backdraft. That's so bad. That's the dumbest thing I've ever... Also, it's like that fire game that I made a long time ago that went nowhere. Remember? Fuck those campers? 
Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't did I make a fire game? Yeah, you played as a flame. Yeah, this is this is completely different. You play as a firefighter, and but you so, gotta make friends. Because <laughs> that's not what have that to quote is friends. like. You gotta make friends with the fire in order to to um, beat it. But it's so I was thinking like it would be really cool because there are so many different types of fire. And uh, firefighters are heroes, obviously. So this is basically like a real life superhero game. Um, but like fighting a fire in a house versus fighting a forest fire. Like these are completely different scenarios that require completely different solutions, right? Like in a house fire, you want to like quell the heart of it and, you know, manage all the collateral stuff, manage the spread. Um, but in like, you know, three dimensions, room to room, but also house to house. But like a forest fire, what you're doing is you're letting it burn itself out by creating like all these like stop gaps and stuff around it. So I was just thinking it would be really cool to do a game like this. And obviously this is like the seed of an idea. I need some water, boys. I need some soil. Well, there was a arcade game uh, where you played uh, firefighters. In fact, I think it might have even been like... Um, one of those Area 51, like... It was like a light gun game. Time right? crowd. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like a light gun game, except you were holding a hose. Yeah, and it our, was uh, our uh, Dave and Buster's Bias, I think, has that. Yeah. And you walk, you're just going through a house, and you have to aim at the base of the fire and that sort of stuff. Um, the other game that made me think of is a board game called Flashpoint, where it's basically like XCOM meets uh, Firefighters, mm-hmm. where uh, every turn, like you put down fire tokens adjacent to ones that are already there. So that's the fire spreading. And then there's certain like key uh, locations in the house that will explode if fire reaches them. And so it's like a ticking time bomb a little bit. And there's also like different ways to breach into the building and stuff. So it's a pretty good uh, board game. And I, I feel like, yeah, that sounds like it's a board got, game know, version. Right. Of and kind of what I'm getting at. So you know what it would, you know what this is then it's like rainbow six siege. Yes. Firefighters. Yes. Where That's you're actually exactly like rescuing people too. Yeah. Because I wanted to play on that, like fire being alive. Like you're fighting a fire. And think about that phrase, fighting a fire. Like you're not yeah. putting the fire out. You are fighting the fire. Fire is something to be fought. It is something to be reckoned with. Okay, here's the thing. I, You know how you see like on Reddit all the time, there's somebody, somebody uh, has a, a thing of oil and it's on fire. And we all know what to do. You're supposed to like put get a fire extinguisher, right? Or oh, baking uh, soda. Or baking soda. I am, I am not convinced that I wouldn't fucking panic and do the exact <laughs> wrong thing. Oh, this happened to me actually. Um, my grill started on started on fire, uh, and I mean, well, it was outdoors. It wasn't like so scary. But it was like, oh, shit, my actual whole grill is on fire. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, what was I supposed to do when I kind of like thought yeah, for a Yeah, right. Second. Am I going to just sit there and be like, wait, is it, was this, do I, did I have oil in there? I don't fucking remember. No, like, so, I mean, look, what happened was, it was like, oh, shit, uh, what was I supposed to do? What's the thing? And I was thinking of baking soda, but I couldn't remember. Like, what's that fucking thing you're supposed to put? Yeah, because if like, you do flour, you're fucked. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Flour oh, yeah, yeah, explodes. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I just quickly Googled it. I'm like grease fire. And then it's like, all right, cool. No. So there is, there is a moment in time where somebody looked over at you and your, your house is on fire <laughs> and you're on your phone. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you know, just, just for the, you know, the sake of, of being 
um, constructive with this. If if your grill, like, was the outside of the grill on fire? No. So what actually happened was uh, the the little like drip container at the bottom that catches all the grease that was also on fire. So <laughs> closing the so the outside wasn't, but closing the lid. It wouldn't uh, stop it. Wouldn't stop it because the it was on fire. The drip tray was on fire because the, it was like particularly I don't know greasy fucking steak or something. And yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, the point is that uh, yes, I did have a moment of like, what the fuck am I supposed to use? But it was easily remedied. Like I used the baking powder, and then it went out like you know right away and stuff. Is there like a big triple A version of this game where you're just like a guy stuck in a like a building that's on fire and your job is to run around and try to put out different fires. And like, sometimes you have baking soda at your disposal, but sometimes it's flour because, because I, here's what I need in my life. I need a game that makes me throw baking soda on fire for eight hours straight. So so that (laughs) train you so that when it happens, I'm ready Yeah, because I'm going to fuck it up. That actually brings up an interesting point of just like, just general like safety tips mm-hmm. <laughs> a game that teaches you just like you know fire escape fire routes and best practices and it's just like a backdoor way to teach you basic life skills yeah, yeah. I, look, there's a lot of important shit that you are taught when you're like five years old right uh-huh. and re- like really basic but very important things and it's like I'm like 35 now. I don't remember. You don't remember not to put a fork in an electrical oven? Yeah, I need, I need a refresher. <laughs> like, take me back. Take me back. Give me a refresher on some of these things. Yeah. Um, I was going to go the other way with it, where uh, you are a firefighter. You're going, like, it's kind of like the game Jeff described. It's just a, a Rainbow Six Siege style game. Everything's kind of normal. And there's like a serial arsonist, okay, Ooh. that you have to capture. And so you're going from building to building and you're trying to find clues of who this guy is. And then it turns out that it's actually like some fucking supernatural shit. Human Torch. Yeah, yeah, it's Human Torch. It's like the bad guy Human Torch. I fucking love that. There's a... Oh, sorry. No, and then then, uh, I don't know how... I guess it just turns into Ghostbusters (laughs) where the firefighters (laughs) just have to like uh, bring down the Human Torch. I mean, I think as a boss battle, that's baller. How fucking crazy would it be if you if you like 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 little Timmy's dad is a firefighter and he's like oh I want to get the firefighter game and it's just like it's just like uh, fighting fighting fires by by Bioware and <laughs> and he just he gets it and he puts it in he's like oh yeah I'm learning to fight fires I'm just like that and then like all of a sudden the the fire turns into a person like you had no idea this was part <laughs> yeah. of the game that would be fucking crazy it's like fear where it's like a a tactical shooter, right? And then it very well, I mean, that really quickly gets supernatural. But um, no, I, I fucking love that bend where serial arsonists, I was going to say there's a, a Spider-Man novel uh, where he's fighting Doc Ock. But in the beginning of this novel, this stuck out to me as, you know, I read this as a kid. Peter Parker, he's a photographer for the Daily Bugle and he goes to. I'm sorry, who? Peter Parker? Never heard of him. Okay, he's he's not important. But okay. the thing is, he goes to photograph this fire, and the fire chief is there, and he explains to him how they can determine things about the fire or about the destruction in the office based on certain criteria. And he talks about how he can see that 
one, this was arson, but two, that they were going through file cabinets because the burn streaks were overlapping and the ones that were underneath were clearly done first where like the metal had melted and stuff. And so I think if you put some of that like arson investigation in at the tail end of these levels, like, you know, almost like a two-step process where for the first like 30, 40 minutes, you're fighting this fire. And then for like 10 minutes, you're going through collecting clues and like, you know, detective visioning this. Here's here's something. This this was the idea that I was going to pitch. So um, you you've just found a route to to nice. part. Um, so my game was what I don't think I've ever truly seen. Pretty much ever is a game where you are a detective and you go to a crime scene and you just gather clues. And as the player, there is no like there's no UI. There's no voiceover. There's no, like, maybe before you start the game, there's some sort of tutorial to, like, sort of explain this stuff to you. But there's never, like, somebody just, like, oh, yeah, that's from down the road over there. You got to go. Like, nobody's telling you, like, where these clues are leading. And your Mm -hmm. job is to just, like, as a player, go to a crime scene, find clues, and then put, like, write down on a physical piece of paper in your house with a pencil, like, the clues that you found. And then follow those clues. And, like, the whole point of the game is, like, th- there's just no, like, helping from the game. Um, you, you, you're trying to really track down the clues and the culprits by yourself. The other thing I wanted to do is, like, once you've decided who, like, the culprit is, you you, you point them out and they go to jail or whatever. And you could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of neither here nor there <laughs> because I, I want to wrap this back into your fire idea. Yeah. I already have. Well, I guess so you could because you're looking for an arsonist, right? Yeah. So what if at the end of the fire, you know, everything's out and you're going through and you do this exact thing. You're collecting clues. You're taking photos of areas of the fire, like burn marks or, um, you know, maybe there's like a dented gasoline canister in the second bedroom and it has no business being there. So obviously it's from the arsonist, that kind of thing where you're collecting these clues, taking photos, And then you go back to the firehouse and to kind of play on this uh, like bulletin board, like yarn between push pin thing. Like what if there's just like a big blank space and the game collects. No, 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 but listen, the, the, the bulletin board is completely blank and you just have like a stock of all these things. And so you are manually putting them together in the game. You get a cell phone camera and you take your own pictures and you make your own yarn board. Yes. That'd be fucking awesome. This needs to be a game. I mean, I, I would just play the yarn yarn board the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just other people are bringing you <clears throat> shit. And you don't even just, investigate. Yeah, you just yeah. put things together. That's seems far right. <laughs> walks up and it's like, whoa, you tied that together? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, um, man. I think there should be a yarn board game for sure. And I think this is a great rapper. Like an arsonist is a really good rapper for yarn board game mm-hmm. <laughs> yarn board just called yarn board <laughs> it's the yarn, most like yeah un- unexciting <laughs> yarn board Listen, that's, first of all Dan, do not make that the title of this episode <laughs> <laughs> <Our double> numbers <laughs> were just five <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to yarn board it sounds but, like like a really chill arts and crafts it's like hello welcome to yarn board this week we're gonna crochet a hat I want that though, right? Like, I, I like, no, like, it's 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 what you were saying. Never been done it. 
the game doing that stuff for you takes away the joy of discovering those things. Well, and the so thing- here's the thing. We did just talk about how Outer Wilds is fucking awesome for that exact reason. Yeah, like it it's okay to steal you. these things if they're good. Well, no, but like it doesn't... It uh, Outer Wilds does do these things for you. Like if I talk to a person and he says... Uh, Oh, that guy went to that planet. That is now the game just fills that out for me and it makes the connections. What I'm saying is I should be able to use the yarn board Mm -hmm. to basically do everything. Like if I talk to a guy and he says, oh, yeah, that guy worked over there and I don't like catch it. That's on me. Like I fucked up. The game's not ever going to do anything to correct me not paying attention. Like I, I like I'm making the yarn board. It's like okay, a how Sudoku puzzle that doesn't correct you. Right. Yes. What if what if there's three difficulty settings specifically to the yarn board portion of the game? The That's easiest good. difficulty setting is Outer Wilds. The middlest one is what I'm talking about, where it kind of gathers everything together, but you have to connect it. And then the third one is pictures appear there, but you have to manually type out notes from what you just heard. No, no, no. The third one no. is the third one is you pull out your in-game camera yeah and you take pictures and no no you're doing that on the middle one too you're doing that in the middle one too but i'm talking about like the interview stuff like the third one is you have to like write down anything that would be written down manually yeah everything's manual because hard mode is everything's manual right um this reminds me of mist uh mist was a little bit before my time but my dad and my uncles had notebooks and notebooks full of notes about Mist, so they could solve the puzzles. And I love that. Like it was so cool to see all that work being done to figure out something on a computer game. I've uh, talked about this before, but it it's also reminds me of uh, the board game Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, where God, it's, it's exactly, such a good name. It's yeah. such a good name. <laughs> um, where the the whole game is this box full of like really high quality props like a newspaper like an obituary like different things like uh telephone transcripts or whatever and you read the uh paragraph of like the mystery and then everything else is just wide open and all you have to do is you have to like okay it happened on this date let me go read that day's newspaper let me okay the newspaper mentions this thing let me go investigate and then there's one book that like is um it's almost like a, a index where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to talk to this guy. You flip the book open to the index. He says this, and then that's it. That you get, you get like one, you know, question and response. And so it's like, how many times do you have to look up the book? You know, how, how long does it take? There's like certain scoring things. So, oh, so um, the game is like, if I talk to somebody and I miss details and then I have to go back and talk to them again, the game is like logging that as like, yes, you're a shitty exactly. detective. You should have paid yeah, attention. Yeah. So <laughs> like, you know, how many, basically like how many moves does it take sort of, you know? that's, cool. that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a similar thing here. Like maybe um, how many, you know, push pins or how many connected things did you have to like spell it out before you figured it out who it, who it oh, is? Oh, I would, and I, would I was say thinking like connections if- are good. Connections are good. I guess, oh yeah, maybe we flip it where it's like the, the more, more connections you have, the more yeah. evidence you have, the more like solid your case is. Yeah. Because I was thinking like, what if there's a scenario where you, like after a fire, let's say it's the second fire. So you have two fires worth of stuff. You're making these connections and you're like, I know where the third fire is going to be. And you show up to that apartment building and the fire's not there. It's somewhere else. You fucked up. Like, is there a branching oh, story or fail state like that that we can put in? 
yeah, disgrace. That's... Yeah, no, not no, no fail state. It's just you're disgraced, and then <laughs> <laughs> the whole story branches. Yeah, and then and all then... the dialogue instead of it's just like, oh, you put that together. It's just like, is he still doing this? This is yeah. This is uh, yeah. There's there's always people who are like, no, this, this is just this is just random arson. This isn't this isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're putting your case together, so you got to like fight against that. Um. So my question is, is it weird? Are these two separate games? Is it weird that there's a yeah. firefighting game? And well, a I was going to say, like, who are you? Are you a, a firefighter detective? Yeah, I've been trying. To- <laughs> you're, you're the Indiana Jones. Like, what Indiana Jones is to archaeology, you are to firefighting. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're firefighter plus. Yeah, but here's the, here's the thing. We we have cre- we have crafted this character who is so <laughs> specifically a firefighter and uh, a detective. detective, like a CSI. Yeah, that it's like if there's a shooting down the street, it's like no, that's not what I do. I only do fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think within the like I think you can sell that in the conceit of the game. I think you can. I don't think there's a huge disconnect there because I think like the spectacle of the fire is really cool. And, yeah, but then you have a yarn board. <laughs> right. And maybe like maybe there's a little bit of balance there, right? Like maybe the yarn board isn't as intricate as it It's as like it could okay, be. look. It, it's like Ghostbusters. They're like Ghostbusters. They they do the job, but then they, you know, do more. They do a little bit more. Yeah, they do some research, pull out some building blueprints. Yeah, exactly. They I investigate like Ghostbusters investigated some shit. I, I guess what I'm getting into though is flow of the game. Like, yeah, is anybody like, is anybody gonna care? Is anybody gonna buy this game and want to play Yarnboard? I think everybody's gonna want to fight fires because that's. The oh, I board. thought I thought the opposite, but the point still stands. I think I think you have audiences <laughs> for for both, but like, dude, let's fucking Kojima this thing and just make them do both. Oh, strand game, <gasps> strands, oh, no. strands of yarn. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. All right. Are, are we sold? I feel like, Matt, that got you on board. Well, I like that we have a returning joke. It didn't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We need to make a decision. Is this two different games? Is this one game? Does anybody feel like they have a way to make Yarn Game fit into Fire Game in a way that is engaging to all players? Okay, I got it. I solved it. Okay. It, uh, we, you, do not, you do not go back and forth. Okay? The game starts with the firefighter portion. And you are just a firefighter. You 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 don't have any special training or anything like that. And uh, but you're really good. And you get further and further. And you're like, you just have great instincts, great reflexes. You know where the fire is going to be. You have this you know sixth sense about it. And then basically you get recruited into the Men in Black equivalent of the fire department, where it's like you're ready. And then then you go to this secret organization that are basically just detectives. Uh, supernatural fire detectives. <laughs> but we're really yeah. good at it. <laughs> and then you get then then the game shifts, and now it's just yarnboard. So it's still the same. It's still two games in one sort of, but instead of going back and forth, it's more you of a graduate switch. from one to the other. Yeah. So I was let me. I was thinking of something a little different. I was I was kind of going to Jeff had Jeff mentioned Peter Parker a while ago, mm-hmm. and I'm sure imagining did. you are a fireman, and you. A, a fire happens and you go do your job you go play the fire game and then you come back to your kind of shitty new york apartment or whatever because in my mind this game's always been in new york i don't know why um I'm, i mean yeah let's do it 
And then maybe like somebody, somebody like Spider-Man, like some kind of like local superhero character is like, there's, there's more to this. This is, this is arson. And then it's like, oh, interesting. Like now, now you are fireman. There's some sort of plot that's unfolding and you go back there to the place that you just fought the fire to try to find these clues because nobody else is going to like, nobody else is going to take it seriously. So that's, that's why you're the fireman detective. You're not actually a detective. You're taking it upon yourself to, mm. to get back in there. Okay. Um, and then I think it would be cool if like Jeff also kind of alluded to this, where your job is to now try to predict where future fires are going to be so you can get there quickly and you can be ready and minimize damage. And that way, like maybe, maybe the yarn board game, much like Jeff said, is based on difficulty. Like if, if, if you're on easy mode, it's kind of just filling the yarn board out for you. And then you just have to be like, yeah, that's where the next one's going to be. But if you want to go hardcore detective mode, you get to spend a lot of time in your apartment trying to like make these connections so that you can be ready for the next uh, big inferno. Yeah. This game VR. Oh, fuck, dude. Uh, it definitely has a VR mode. I think, I think I you have a VR mode, but... Like most of the game to me, looking for clues in VR. It's like, very yeah. good. Think about how yeah. much fun it was, like looking for resources in Half Life Alex. Like that was yeah. That's what it is. A quarter yeah. of the game was just like going through shit. And All right. Yeah. This okay. this yeah. this podcast is now called Somebody Should Mod Half Life Alex to have fire and yarn in it because that is <laughs> fucking awesome. Like like they had like buckets full of shit that you tip over and you're like looking for stuff. Like yeah, the physics engine in that game is so good. So like mm-hmm. solid, it's so perfect for like reading. And you around. can like write down clues on windows. Oh my yeah. god! You just get a window. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real. Imagine cool. the physics of like pushing the push pin in and like st- stringing the yarn across. Yeah, I think it, I think it's yeah. I'm I yeah. I was not a hundred percent on board, but I am sold completely. Now. Yeah, I'm fully sold as well. Well, I think someone should mod Half Life Alex to make this. <laughs> yeah, someone should mod Half Life Alex to make this. this. Ah, oh, you didn't commit, Jeff. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I you know, just variety's sake, you don't want to say the same thing three times in a row. Then we've you're just doing, doing a tongue it for twister. Over a year. That's I think that's it. I think if we're doing it for over a year, I want to mix it up. Alright, it's fine. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Someone Should Make This. Thanks for listening. You can tweet at us at, at make this podcast, and if you can, please give us a rating on iTunes. And if you have any comments, a Half-Life Alex mod idea of your own, or think one of our ideas already exists, please email us at someone should make this podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Matt for the kazoo music, and thank you to Mariachi Entertainment System for letting us use their music for our theme song. You can hear more of their music at mariachimes.com. Until next week, we've done the hard part. Now uh, someone, someone should make, should make it. it. Oh, damn, Hey guys, it's been a good episode. Uh, I thought we should try something where we we recommend something that we've done over our pandemic to uh, make you know like kind of recommend something a little interesting to do to keep people's minds occupied. You got anything, Danish? Uh, me and my wife made some homemade pizza where we made our own bread and dough. It was pretty good. Do you want to hear? I have an actual story about this. Okay. I uh, before the pandemic, I me and Kelsey made pizza and we we're like, this is really fucking good. We should make pizza for my parents. We're going to go over there and make pizza. And we did that. 
and my parents were like fucking raving about how good this pizza was that we made. I mean, we made the crust, right? And then we yeah. made the sauce and then they put their toppings on it. Um, and uh, just today I was, you know, it's mother, it, this, today's Mother's Day, by the way. Um, so, hey, hey guys, uh, say hi to your moms, I guess. Um, so I said <laughs> hi to my mom. It's like the old Mark Wahlberg. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, I can't wait until we can make pizza with you guys again. And she said, yeah, well, you have to because your father won't stop talking about how good that pizza was. Wow. Humble so handmade nice. pizza just really, there's something there. There's yeah. something there for sure. It's just, I, I, I like my pizza dough to be doughy. Do you, how, I mean, I don't, I like thin crust fine. Um, I just love that doughy pizza that you can really sink your teeth into. I, I mean, that's what you get. I, I like Neapolitan pizzas pizza. and that's, that's doughy. I mean, you don't want it undercooked though. You're not talking about no, undercooked. No, I'm not talking about undercooked. Just like real thick and soft, bready, soft and bready, and yeah. So there's 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 different there's 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 soft there's like doughy where it's like kind of not all the way cooked, which all, I'm that's all, not what I meant, but yeah. No, no, I, I'm like not yeah. actually against that. I I I'm into it. Um, I, I like a big like sloppy like I, the stupid fucking Twitter thing where everybody's like, "What's a cartoon food that you want?" And everybody and somebody posted the the pizza from All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is just like just like melting in his hands, like the most delicious yeah. thing in the world. Like there's that. And then there's crispy, which is, you know, like like the, the entire crust, like, cracks as you chew into it, right? Yeah. But then I'm there's, not a huge fan. Then there's flaky. Flaky. Flaky's pretty good. Flaky's mm-hmm. where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Flaky. I thought you guys would have more, like, input. No, I mean, I, Neapolitans are my favorite cell pizza, and those are often flaky and bubbly. And so you've hit my nail on its head. Hell yeah. I mean, my favorite is Pequod's, which is doughy, bready, uh, and the crust is crispy and like caramelized. Pequod's is real good. Pequod's oh, is the best, best pizza in Chicago. Fuck Luminati's. I agree with that. Luminati's, I, mean, Luma, this, I was not I'm, super a, a fan of until recently. I've been having more of it, and I would maybe put it, you know. Top three, top five. It's really good. But Still yeah. under Giordano's though, right? Pequod's. Oh, <laughs> fuck that shit. Um, Pequod's actually does uh, drive, you know, uh, what do you call it? Drive, not drive through. Yeah, pick up like curbside service or whatever. And so uh, I actually ordered a Pequod's pizza a couple weeks ago and went and picked it up. And uh, it was a smooth operation. It was a pretty busy though. Yeah. It uh, seems like a lot of people are doing that. But yeah, that's good. I recommend uh, it. Austin equivalent for our listeners who might be in Austin. Uh, Franklin's Barbecue does the same thing. So check them out. 